0: This episode of Grazi Beauty Life Lessons is supported by VitaGlow, specializing in active beauty solutions and expertly formulated ingestible supplements. Founded in 2014, VidaGlow's success is built on their Natural Marine Collagen Range, a clinically proven peptide powder that naturally stimulates collagen production for healthy glowing skin. To shop their full range, head to VidaGlow.com. So today's guest is the journalist, broadcaster, author, and co-founder of The Beauty Bank's Sally Hughes. A top expert in her field, people love Sally's honest and straightforward beauty advice, as well as her thoroughly tried and tested product recommendations. She reminds us of the importance of cleansing.
1: You must, must, must cleanse your skin properly. I am sure you've had this, Jolie, when you meet people sometimes where they spend a fortune on serum and anti-aging cream and all sorts of things, and then they clean their face with wipes. Tells us the key to shopping for foundation. So when you squint, the one you can't see is the right one
0: and encourages us to find a signature scent.
1: If you find your perfect fragrance, it feels so deeply personal to you. And honestly, you will never go back. You will never again look at a photo on a department store counter and go, oh, I like the look of that. You will never do that again. You will just be focused on how something
0: smells and how something makes you feel. So here she is. Thank you very much for coming on. And I'm very excited to chat through all of your best beauty advice. And I know that you have tons and tons, but let's start talking about your beauty vibe in general. So I know that you are forever trialing new products for work, but what is your beauty cabinet like at home? Is it organized, streamlined, total chaos, somewhere in between? it's somewhere in between.
1: So I have two beauty cupboards. I have one in the bathroom and I have one in my bedroom. So the one in the bedroom has active skincare that shouldn't be in the bathroom and fragrance, which also shouldn't be in a damp environment and all my makeup. And then the one in the bathroom is kind of, you know, body care, hair care, that kind of thing. And everything is in little containers that are labeled with a label machine. And so they're really, really well organized to start. But then every six months I have to redo it because so much, comes in that it does become a bit chaotic and I have to take stock and just kind of
0: reorganize every few months. I mean, that sounds like the most organized beauty covered I've ever heard of in this podcast. So that is amazing. So you have it even in labeled containers. Yeah, everything's in labeled containers. However, I should say that's
1: just stuff that I'm testing at the moment or stuff that is launching in the next one to two months everything else my main beauty cupboard is in is off-site I have a studio um that I rent that I I lease that has all the kind of archival stuff in it lighting sound equipment that kind of stuff and that's all off-site
0: I mean again I'm in total awe. how many products would you say that are in your daily skincare no your total beauty routine at the moment how many products do you tend to use every morning
1: My skincare is so, so, so simple, genuinely. Every morning I use a light cleanser. A couple of times a week, I'll use an exfoliant, a liquid acid exfoliant. Four or five days a week, I don't even do that. Then I go straight to a hydrating vitamin C serum and then when it's this kind of weather and I'm outside a lot, I would go straight to a sunscreen. And then when I'm not out much, I would use like a moisturiser with SPF in it or a regular moisturiser and then a foundation or tinted moisturiser with an SPF in it. So it's really, really, really paired back. I do think people do far too much actually to their skin. And then all that's different in the evening is I would use a balm cleanser to remove makeup and sunscreen because you need something oil-based, something a bit more heavy duty. And then I use a prescription retinolide evening but that's really kind of it I'm not really one for loads of masks or I'm certainly not somebody who's going to use more than one serum I can't believe that people do that I just think it's crackers I think people have been convinced that they need them when they absolutely don't so yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty straightforward really
0: and not taking a too complicated approach and simplifying things that's something that inspired your own skincare that you launched earlier this year can you tell us a little bit about that how it came to be and the kind of thoughts behind wanting to launch something that wasn't overcomplicated?
1: So essentially, I was getting two streams of questions. One stream from my followers on Instagram, readers of my column, and then another from the women I love in real life. And all of them were asking the same sorts of things. Can I use this with this? Does this stop working if I use this? Can I use a vitamin C with an exfoliant with a retinol and all of that? And then which order do I use things in? Does this stop working if I use this? When does this go off? How many serums do I need? Can I use hyaluronic acid with this? On and on and on and on. And my friends would message me when they were in Boots or Superdrug or Space NK or Selfridges or whatever and say, Sal, tell me what to buy. I don't know what to buy. And I just felt that women, even women who really, really want to look after their skin, have been left behind by the beauty industry. This idea that you just need tons and tons of product and you have to turn your bathroom into a little science lab, I just think is really unfair. And it's also unrealistic. Most women have careers to run, jobs to do, kids to raise, relationships to look after, homes to take care of. And They just don't have the time to faff around with confusing, complicated stuff. They want to look after their skin quickly, know that the ingredients are right at the right levels and everything is compatible. And so when I was approached about doing my own brand, I said, I've only got one idea because it's the thing I feel really strongly about. If you don't like it, that's all I've got. I explained exactly what I've just said to you and Revolution said, OK, go do it. So they gave me a formulator and off I went for two years to do it. And I'm so, so, so pleased that my instincts were correct. So many women have written to me and said, Thank you. I was completely lost. I was totally confused. And I can see such a big difference in my skin and in my schedule. And that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be democratic and I wanted it to be easy to understand and follow the same routine that I follow. Doing too much to your skin is not good for your skin. And I think people have been convinced otherwise. They're doing so, so much, turning
0: actives up to 11, using tons of products. And I just think it's bad for your skin and bad for your lifestyle. Absolutely. And having that automatic feedback from your audience who can DM you and say those things, I get is so useful for you from knowing what to formulate with the team as well. Have you had any kind of standout products that people are absolutely loving from the range?
1: I'm really, really proud of placid, which is the multi-acid exfoliant, because when I was making it, I did so much research, and I know that you can't get an exfoliant with that many great acids in it for the money. So everything in my range is £15 and under. I know that placid does not exist for less than £35 because I have researched it to the ground. And the other thing is the serum. I think as a beauty industry, we get so carried away talking about serums and we forget that loads of women. only just started using any serum never mind five six seven of them in their routine and I personally just believe you only need one so mine has hyaluronic acid vitamin c in a really good concentration of 15 percent ferulic acid vitamin e glycerin all the stuff niacinamide all the stuff we actually need but in one bottle one pump on your face get on with your life and I really believe that that's what people need and that's what people have responded to
0: Amazing. Well, let's jump into your best pieces of advice then. We've already spoken about skincare already and not overcomplicating your routine, but are there any other kind of pieces of skincare advice that are your kind of absolute go-tos?
1: So this is the most kind of boring answer in the world, but I can't say anything else because it's the thing I believe the most. You must, must, Must cleanse your skin properly. I am sure you've had this, Jolie. When you meet people, sometimes where they spend a fortune on serum and anti aging cream and all sorts of things, and then they clean their face with wipes or you know just a just a kind of simple micellar water and nothing else. Cleansing is kind of magic. I always say to people, it's so good if you're impatient because proper cleansing. I promise you, if you properly cleanse tonight and do it every day for the next seven days, in a week's time, your skin will definitely, definitely look better than it does today if you're not previously a cleanser, a thorough cleanser. And that means for me, it depends on your skin type, but that means an oil-based cleansing balm into dry skin massaged in to loosen everything, add a bit of water to make it go milky and then remove it with a wet flannel. And I never cleanse without a wet flannel. It's the easiest and most effective way. And as you will know, most dermatologists cleanse that way. It's the way I've cleansed my whole life. It's definitely the best way. And if you just do that for the next seven days, then your skin will look better. And what's more, if you're doing
0: everything else, but not that, you're wasting your money. It is so true. And even my friends as well will spend so much on those kind of, I mean, they have all of the promised skincare products, but if you're not doing the basics, you're just wasting all of those amazing ingredients because they can't penetrate the skin and you've got all those kind of whatever products left on. Totally. And that doesn't,
1: by the way, mean spending loads of money on cleansing. It means doing it. It means taking the time. It's much more about the time and you know carving a nook out of your evening to do it more than spending money on product. By and large, I tend to, and I suppose this is my advice, my best advice generally across beauty. My advice generally is if it's going down the sink, if it's going down the plug hole, save. And if it stays on your skin, hair, body, splurge. So if it hangs around on your skin, spend a little bit more. But if it's going to go down the plug hole, just cut cut back and, and, and buy things that are more affordable.
0: Very, very good advice. Absolutely. Especially like you say when you are washing it down the sink. Do you switch up your cleanser from morning to evening routine?
1: Yes, so I will always use a light cleanser like a milk or a cream in the morning and a balm at night because there's only really what, you know, a little bit of bacteria from the pillowcase, a little bit of perspiration, a bit of skincare from last night, that's kind of it. Whereas in the evening, I'm removing makeup if I've been wearing it, sunscreen, which takes some shifting, you know, dirt, pollution, all of that. And so I have a much more thorough cleanse in the evening and then I use something very light like a milk in the morning but the flannel stays the same so I always use a flannel I take a fresh one out in the morning use it for the morning rinse it out then use it for makeup removal at night then it goes in the wash so I have a new flannel every day from the cupboard and I just get cheap ones from Ikea you don't need posh ones they work out at like a quid each or something and I've got dozens and dozens of them in the bathroom cabinet fresh one every day quite important I love that
0: you've got a flannel wardrobe going on. (laughs) This this level of organization excites me. I feel like this is amazing. (laughs) brilliant let's move on to your makeup advice let's move on to your makeup advice what is your best piece of makeup advice god
1: so there's so 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 much I could say here I suppose probably the thing I'm asked most about is color matching foundation I've done so many tours where I've color matched women with their perfect foundation and it's an absolute joy it's so satisfying the trick is If you want to find a foundation that matches your skin, and maybe you've had bad experiences with some consultants or with friends or with yourself where your judgment has been off, what you need to do, go into store. There is no substitute for going into store. Look at the rank. Try and pinpoint roughly what you think your color is. Then take four. Take probably two before it and one after it. So let's say you think three is probably your colour. Pick up one, two, three, and four. Draw them in stripes on your cheek with a cotton bud. There's usually some on counter or your fingertips or whatever. And draw four stripes across your cheek. Then step back from the mirror, a good sort of four or five feet from the mirror and squint. The one you can't see is the one you want you should be able to see the other three and not one. And the one you can't see is your foundation. Now, the joy of doing it that way is however crap the lighting is in store, however whatever you're told on counter, your eyes can't lie. If you step back and you squint and you can't see one, then nobody else will be able to see a color joint either. And that is the one that you want. And it's always worth getting two lighter, one darker, because most people instinctively will choose a foundation too dark for them. So my advice is of the four, err on the lighter side of the one you think it is. And you're
0: very often surprised. I love that piece of advice, especially the squinting. So I will do that and check it in natural daylight, but... You're so right. Look for the one that you actually can't see, the one that's imperceptible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then if you're using like a tinted moisturizer or a BB cream or something really sheer like that and you want to warm up and you want to use a warmer tone, that's absolutely fine because those things are so sheer that you can get away with a warmer tone. But foundation is not there to change the color of your skin. Foundation is there to be the same as your skin. And so when you squint, the one you can't see is the
0: right one. And what are your favorite base products at the Moment, your favorite foundations or your favorite kind of more lightweight bases like tinted moisturizers?
1: So, the best tinted moisturizer for me and the one I have been using for forever like probably a decade is NARS Pure Radiant Tinted Moisturizer. It is the best one for me. It has a really nice dewy finish. I hate a matte finish in any base, I'm just not a fan of matte. It's got a really nice high SPF. It's so easy to wear. It's a bit more than those super sheer tinted moisturizers, so I can wear it to an event. I can wear it for work. I'm wearing it now, in fact, even though I know people can't see me. It's not too light a coverage. I think sometimes really, really light coverage things, I'm like, well, that's great if you're 12, but most of us need a bit more than that. So that's my favorite tinted moisturizer. My favorite light coverage foundations are That's easy for me. I love MAC Face and Body Studio Foundation, which is such a classic, amazing eggshell finish foundation. Adore it. And then my other favorite, which is my favorite launch, makeup launch really of the past couple of years is Dior Forever Natural Nude. So not the glow one, the natural nude one. It's so light in its coverage. And every single time I wear it, someone asks me what it is because they love it so much. It's amazing. And I think Dior is on fire at the moment after being, in my opinion, quite boring for quite a long time. They're having such a good couple of years. They're on fire. And then for a bit more coverage, if I was hosting an event, say, or doing something like that where I was on stage, I would maybe ramp up the coverage and I would use super coo liquid foundation or i would use estee lauder futurist Hydra rescue which is brilliant for me it's got really good coverage but without being matte i hate matte i find matte really really aging on the face i want to be matte on my nose matte on my chin and then everything else can shine away as far as i'm concerned
0: i am a hundred percent with you like glow is my ultimate ultimate end game in all products
1: Agree. Because it's not about it's not about looking younger, is it? It's about looking healthier. It's about looking perky. I don't care if people guess how old I am, but I want them to think
0: I look perky and good. Like you've had a really good night's sleep and you're feeling fresh and healthy skin. Exactly. And how about concealers and bronzers and things like that? What are your go-tos? So for... The aforementioned reasons of hating matte.
1: I'm a cream bronzer person. I'm not a powder bronzer person. So I really like the Fenty one. The Fenty one's fantastic. It's got really nice neutral undertones, not orangey at all. But I also really, really like the new Charlotte Tilbury bronzer. I think that's really, really good. It blends great. I've been using that a lot and you get a nice big fat palette of it and you get loads of it. The Chanel one's obviously a classic. I'm wearing one by Say today. I really like, I like a cream bronzer because I just think it looks more natural and I hate that kind of shimmery particle dry thing that you get on your cheeks with some powder bronzer. And then with concealer, pretty much every day of my life, whether I'm wearing any other makeup or not, I will use Beauty Pie Super Luminous Under Eye Brightener. That would be my bare minimum. And then for concealer, which I would then put over the top if I was wearing makeup, My most used is Dior Forever Skin Correct Creamy Concealer, which is terrific on dry skin. If you get dry under eyes, it's brilliant for that. But recently, I've been really, really enjoying the new Vive Concealer. It's very, very good. It's less creamy than the Dior one, it's suitable for all skin types. The Dior one is more of a dry skin concealer, but it's great. I love the level of coverage. By and large, I'm somebody who likes a light coverage base. And then a full coverage concealer because I like my face to be light coverage. But then if I really want to cover something up, I want my concealer to properly cover it up. I don't see the point in a light coverage concealer because then I just wouldn't bother.
0: I'm absolutely the same, like a super light base and then pinpoint concealing where you can add that extra coverage and hopefully it all, like you say, looks invisible. Exactly. And when you're going for cream formulas, I'm guessing, do you apply that to blush and highlighter as well? Are you looking for a kind of a full cream or liquid based makeup routine?
1: Yeah, so usually, I mean, I have some, sometimes I use a powder blusher, maybe if I want it to look kind of really polished, like for an event or something. But day to day, I only ever really use cream blusher. At the moment, I am absolutely loving, I have rediscovered having not used them for ages and forgotten how absolutely brilliant they are, Daniel Sandler Liquid Blush. So good. Such a kind of classic product. They've been around forever. Haven't used them for ages. Used them on a shoot recently because the makeup artist had them and thought, oh, nice to rediscover. So, so, so good. I've been wearing them pretty much every day. They're like a very, very watery, like a bottle of colored water, basically. And you shake it and they're just beautiful, natural looking, glowy blushes. So, so good. Been wearing those loads. I really like the Clay Depot cream blush. I use that quite a lot. My dog is barking. Sorry. Liz, the postman's here.
0: I love it when we get a pet. <laughs> I love it when we get a pet on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I really love the Clé de Peau cream blusher. It's constantly out of stock, but it's so, so brilliant. But yeah, I like, I like something creamy and then that same thing applies to highlighters. So at the moment I'm obsessed with the rose ink highlighter. It is amazing. Rosie Huntington-Whiteley's just brought out these cream highlighters and I would say they are perfection. They're so creamy. They're so subtle. I'm not a fan of that Instagram shimmery highlighter thing. I mostly would go without highlighter if there was only powder on offer, but this cream one from Rose Ink is amazing. And I really like the Victoria Beckham one as well. The one in the kind of lipstick bullet reflect highlighting stick, I think it's called. It, that's terrific as well. So I like those creamy, I like more of a glaze when it comes to a highlight rather than a glitter, if that makes sense.
0: hundred percent. I'm with you. And I need to try those rose ink ones. I haven't tried those yet.
1: Oh my God, Jolie, they're amazing. There are about six colors of them and every single one is amazing. There's a kind of peachy warm gold one that's amazing. And then there's a yellowy gold one Both absolutely brilliant. And they just go on so creamily and just pat them on with your fingertips. And they're really subtle. I mean, I'm wearing one now. I know listeners can't see, but like they're so subtle. It's like, but I can see and it's glowing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like a daytime highlighter. And I think they're refillable as well. So bravo, Rosie Huntington Whiteley. They're very, very, very good. They're like one of my favorite launches of the past few months.
0: Okay. Amazing. Sold, done. (laughs) Need to get my hands on those. And we will be right back after this little aside from this week's partner, VitaGlow. Whether you're after glowing, resilient skin, split-proof nails, or optimal hair health, VitaGlow's effective and holistic beauty routine is designed to support you every day without the need for an over beauty regime. Backed by clinical results, VitaGlow only use the most bioavailable active ingredients, proven to deliver visible results with all of their ingredients meeting the highest quality standards for purity the team at vidaglow have created a range of products with a cult celebrity following and they've given grazia listeners an exclusive discount for 20 percent off on their marine collagen hairology radiance anti-g Ox, and age-defined skincare simply enter grazia 20 at checkout and happy shopping Okay, let's move on to hair care then. What is your best piece of hair care advice?
1: So I have incredibly thin, fine, flat hair. I have not been blessed with like a big, thick, glossy mane. So the tricks I have are mainly around that. And the number one thing I would say is when you've washed your hair and your hair is soaking wet, tip your head forwards brush it back to front. So brush it towards the floor with your head tipped down. And then while your head is still tipped down facing the floor, wrap it in a microfiber towel and knot it up. And what that does is while you do your makeup, while you put your body cream on, whatever else you're doing, doing your skincare and whatnot, your roots are drying upside down naturally against the microfiber towel. And it just makes them stand on end in a way that's really, really useful later for when you come to dry. So then when I come to dry, i take the towel out i put some you know product in for some volume and then i dry upside down and the roots have already had a real helping hand from the towel and being upside down so it
0: works amazingly well and if i don't do it it's a disaster i have not had that tip on the podcast yet and what an amazing tip (laughs) so you're just getting that instant root lift without using any product just the microfiber towel where do you get your microfiber tiles from
1: So I use an Aquis one. They're always they always seem to be in um, TK Maxx cheap. So just pick one up when you're in there. But to be honest, I think it needs to be an Aquis one. But it needs to be the towel, not the turban, because the turbans never go tight enough. You need a towel so you can really wrap it tightly around the roots. The turbans are always a bit loose. And then if you've already washed your hair, if your hair's not wet and you want it to have a bit more volume tomorrow, my other piece of advice is before you go to bed, spray dry shampoo into your roots, but don't work it through. Don't scratch it through, rub it through, comb it through, or anything like that. Just spray it directly into your roots and then pile your hair on top of your head into a sort of pineapple. And the next morning, work the dry shampoo through and your volume will be amazing.
0: Again, all the tips for volume (laughs) and just a little bit of dry shampoo genius.
1: Before bed and don't work it through. You know, normally you'd do it and you'd work it through and you'd go out. Yeah. Do it before bed, but don't work it through. Just leave it there to absorb overnight. Then the next morning, work it through and you'll get great volume. And what are your favorite dry shampoos? I've got my favorites that are quite spendy. So for example, Living Proof is amazing. I love their dry shampoo. I think it's kind of the best one, Living Proof. The best well, two. The so they good. do two. They do one that's a kind of wet one that properly cleans your hair. Then they do the perfect day one, which is more of a dry, classic dry shampoo. They are both incredible. If your hair is actually dirty, their wet one, the advanced dry shampoo one, is the one to go for. If your hair just needs volume, the perfect day one is great. However, And I love the Sam McKnight one as well because the smell is just exquisite. However, I do realize that some people use dry shampoo every day and you've got to go budget in that situation, right? That's just too much money to be spending if you're using it every day. So I really like the Chlorine one, which is not dirt cheap, but a lot less than those other brands we talked about. That one's really, really good. I mean, Batiste is a classic, isn't it? Batiste does give absolutely brilliant volume. But I find that the chlorine one gives loads of volume, but without, I mean, it smells nice and
0: without too much kind of chalkiness, I suppose. It, it's quite invisible in your hair. mm And it's formulated for sensitive scalps as well, I think. So a good one if you have a sensitive scalp.
1: Yeah. So if you're somebody whose scalp itches from too much product, which can happen to all of us, right, at some point, I find the chlorine one is just a bit more soothing, a bit kinder to the scalp. And the scalp is so important because people forget
0: scalp is just skin at the end of the day and you wouldn't treat your skin the way we treat our scalps. And that's been such a huge hair care trend kind of over the past year. Scalp health, scalp products. Do you use any specific scalp? products is that something you do in your routine so um I once in a while if I'm in the bath I
1: wouldn't do it in the shower but I tend to reserve the bath for things you know I do just once in a while there's a really really brilliant Aveda product with salicylic acid in it for your scalp I love Aveda anyway I think Aveda is just such an amazing brand I use loads of Aveda myself I think they're like the gold standard in sustainability And they do a product with salicylic acid in it that you kind of rub into the scalp. It's just a liquid, smells really nice. It's really invigorating. You leave it for the duration of a bath, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever. And then you rinse it out and it just exfoliates, which is great because it clears the follicles if you're having issues with your hair, hair growth and things like that. Just really, really nice for getting the kind of debris, I suppose, off the surface of your scalp. I love it. And it feels just... You just kind of feel really light when you finished it. Like you can feel the air passing through your hair somehow. It's really nice.
0: I love those products that just make you feel like squeaky clean, like you've just done total reset. It's totally that. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to fragrance then. What is your best piece of fragrance advice? Hmm.
1: I am absolutely mad about fragrance. I would say... Controversially, I suppose, I would say that the best way to find a fragrance is to buy from a small and specialist retailer. So I would not, would try not to look at advertising campaigns or, or be led too much by the packaging and advertising campaigns. I would treat yourself, and it is the most brilliant present to give someone else or yourself, I would treat yourself to an appointment somewhere like Le Sontre or Joe Malone or say Gerlan at Selfridges, or the Harrods perfumery, or some kind of small or Penhaligans anywhere around the country, choose a small boutique, make an appointment and really, really spend time with the person who's doing the appointment with you. Because in my experience, people who sell fragrance are so in love with fragrance and so knowledgeable and so generous with their knowledge and so keen to help you and take the time to find your perfect fragrance. That it's just an incredibly worthwhile experience. I've taken my godchildren Two appointments, it's like a really great present to give a teenager, for example. A teenager who's never worn fragrance before and they're starting to be interested, you know, in things that are trendy and popular. If you get them an appointment at Joe Malone or Les Sontes or something, go along and really, really take the time to find the right one. It's a magical experience and engenders a lifetime enthusiasm, I think, for fragrance. My kids love fragrance because I did that with them. My godchildren, the same. And just as a moment for you, If you find your perfect fragrance, it feels so deeply personal to you. And honestly, you will never go back. You will never again look at a photo on a department store counter and go, oh, I like the look of that. You will never do that again. You will just be focused on how something smells and how something makes you feel.
0: And what an amazing experience to have as well. Just something to do for yourself. It's definitely a moment of self-care, I'd say. It's such a great thing to do.
1: And even I, you know, I, you know, I think I know a lot about fragrance. I've certainly written a lot about fragrance and won awards for it and all of that. I feel like, you know, I do know a lot about it, but even I learn something huge at every single time I do that, you know, only maybe a year or two ago, I went to the Guerlain counter at Selfridges, the heritage Guerlain counter, where they have every Guerlain fragrance, not the general makeup Guerlain counter. I went there and I spoke for ages to the woman Ruth who runs it and learned so much again. And I have done Guerlain training in my career and I still learn so much from her. These people live and breathe fragrance and have so much to offer and really, really want you to find a fragrance that you fall in love with. It really matters to them. And so I would honestly just clear a couple of hours, go do it. It's a really, really great investment. It's absolutely worth your time.
0: Be a brilliant present for someone for a birthday as well. I've done it loads. Really nice experience to do. Mm. I've
1: done it loads of times. I bought one year, I bought it for my husband. I got him an experience at Roger in Harrods and a girlfriend of mine. I did it at Guerlain. I've got Joe Malone appointments for so many teenagers. It's like my go-to present for a teenager I love when they're about kind of 14, 15 and starting to get curious. The Jo Malone one is particularly great for young people because what they do is they really... They really treat you like an adult they don't patronize you but they also don't bamboozle you with jargon it's very kind and very easy to understand so if you're a fragrance novice for example any friend that says to me they hate perfume I'm like right I'm sending you to Joe Malone because it's impossible to hate Joe Malone fragrances you know and so what they do is they don't bamboozle you with too much information, but they also don't treat you like you know nothing. So it's just a really, really nice, pleasant experience. Plus you get a glass of fizz and a chocolate, which is always nice.
0: I mean, what's not to love? Jane Malone, fizz, chocolate, done. <laughs> Great day out in my books. Amazing. Let's move on to treatments then. What is your best piece of advice when it comes to treatments? I mean, it's a bit of a somber piece of advice, but when it comes to anything injectable,
1: Any non-surgical procedure, whether it's toxin, filler, profilo-type treatments, mesotherapy, anything like that, if a treatment is cheap, a corner that is really important has been cut. That is the reality of it. For a practitioner to have the right insurance that covers them for any liability, should anything happen to you, should you be dissatisfied, become ill, anything like that, that costs money. Having things like defibrillators on-site costs money. The right chemicals that are licensed from the right companies cost money. Sanitary workstations, fresh needles, swabbing, dressings, all of that costs money. All of those things cost money. And so if somebody you know says, oh, well, I only pay 50 quid for my Botox, I can see why that's appealing, but corners will have been cut that could be disastrous. It is not possible to give people proper non surgical procedures for that little money. It's your face, and it's unhappy making that it's so expensive. It's frustrating that it's so expensive. It's probably not fair. However, things cost money to make it safe and right. And I have personally never seen good cheap Botox, but actually cheap Botox looking bad is the least of your worries. There are lots and lots and lots of other things that come with cheap Botox, for example, that could actually be dangerous. And so if someone invites you to a Botox party for 50 quid, if somebody says they go to a hairdress and get it done for 80 quid, whatever it is, that's too cheap. And if something goes wrong, you're in bother.
0: Absolutely. And I remember in lockdown when there was like a rise of, I think it's like backstreet Botox, people trying to get their hands on Botox in lockdown. We actually wrote a feature on it. There probably is people looking for that, but I think also looking at the practitioners you want to use, would you recommend looking at their previous work, maybe going in for a consultation? So
1: the person you see, the person you have a consultation with, you need to make absolutely sure they're also the person who will be injecting you. I've heard stories about people having a consultation almost with like a salesperson or a nurse. And then the person who actually delivers the injection is somebody they've never met. That is a very, very, very bad sign. And I would walk away. Asking people where they get theirs, if they look good is Usually, the best thing to do. Lots of GPs will know of skin clinics locally. That's all really important. I would want to know how many patients they see a year, like how many times they've done this procedure, which chemicals they use. Do they get them from someone reputable, like Alligan, for example, or have they bought them on the grey market? If they can't show you the brand, then I would be worried about that. But also, I would say if you're looking, if you're on a budget, and most people are, especially now. If you're on a budget and you want something a bit more accessible, I mean, injections should never be bargained for the reasons I mentioned before. But if you're looking for a more accessible provider, and this is true actually of skincare, this is true of pretty much most things. If you want to spend less money, spend what money you have with people who have loads of it. So if you are looking for accessible Botox, choose a company like Superdrug, who have Botox clinic, have injectable clinics or skin clinics. Choose a clinic that has enough money for all the appropriate training or the appropriate liability insurance and everything. If you have less money, make sure you spend what money you have with people who have tons of it.
0: Good piece of advice, Sally. Good piece of advice. And like you say, they've got, they've done all the groundwork. They have all of that covered.
1: Well, you know SuperDrug are not going to scrimp on insurance, right? There's too much to lose. You know that skin have too much to lose. Their entire business is reliant on them doing things properly. So with places like that, I would spend my money there because you know that they have too much to lose by not doing things properly and they will do things properly. Don't go somewhere who looks like they're also doing it on the cheap, because then
0: they will have cut corners. For sure. And I mean, Sally, your advice has been amazing throughout. And yes, many beauty life lessons along the way. And I know you have your new book out as well. So talking about life lessons, can you tell us a little bit about your new book, Everything is Washable and Other Life Lessons? So uh, there, is, there is beauty in this book, but it's not a beauty book. It's basically drawing
1: together all the other things I write about. So I've been a journalist for uh, many decades now and beauty is just one of the things I write about. So uh, this talks about other things too, uh, talks about food, at home, fashion, lots and lots and lots of fashion um, and shopping tips in there, um, relationships, family, friendships, life and finances, all written in the first person through through the lens of considerable experience throughout my life. Some good, some absolutely woeful. It's all in there. Lots of warts, warts and flaws, but hopefully people can learn from where I've made mistakes and tough lessons that I've learned. Some of it's really lighthearted, like how to buy a pair of jeans that make your ass
0: look nice. (laughs) Absolutely necessary as well.
1: Others are a bit more grave, like what happens if you have a termination of a pregnancy, how you you speak to a friend who has cancer how you support a friend who's going through IVF so big things as well as silly little things but hopefully all of it useful and lots more stuff on Botox and retinols and things like that things in beauty that I know people are either embarrassed to ask about or are confused by there's lots of that stuff in there as well.
0: So all the life lessons as well as sharing all your beauty life lessons on this podcast but we do finish every episode with a bit of a light-hearted note to finish okay. on which I think might go Well, with your book, what is your biggest beauty blunder? Have you had any? Talk me through it.
1: Oh my god, I could do an hour on this. Um, (laughs) Oh, I mean, I literally had a mullet in when I was a kid. But not only did I have a mullet, but what could make it worse? I uh, I popped a few frosty highlights in there through a highlight cap, and then when I just thought, what can I do to save this? Had a little perm, didn't I? A little perm in there as well. Just threw it into the mix. I mean, it was literally about 16 different hairstyles on one very sad head. In one go. (laughs) On one very, very, (laughs) very sad, very depressed head. But yeah, mullet, frosty cap highlights and a perm all on one sad head. So I think there are pictures. I think I posted a picture of it once. Now I think of it, but it was a bad situation. But I do think that young people should make all the beauty mistakes. I think you're not meant to look pulled together when you're young. You're meant to enjoy it, experiment, have fun, even if it's sometimes a disaster.
0: Absolutely. Get playful. What beauty is there for as well. Agree. Hard agree. Absolutely. Well, amazing. Thank you, Sally, for joining us. And thank you to everyone for listening as well. Absolutely.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: And a huge thanks to our partner, VidaGlow, for sponsoring this episode. For a natural collagen solution backed by impressive clinical results, they're formulated care for your skin, nails, and hair from the inside out. Just head to VidaGlow.com to use your exclusive Grazia discount by entering Grazia 20 at checkout.